welcome to the podcast. Coming to you from the Midwest Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Leg of the Ozarks, podcast, Studio B. This is the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about the podcast. It's all free. You know, you can download any of these free apps, any mobile device, Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Store, Spotify. They're all free. Come on, you'd be joining the thousands upon thousands listening every week from all over this big blue marble planet. Let's check the analytics today. Of course, we have the United States at the top of the list. Australia, United Kingdom, Nigeria, Canada, Philippines, South Africa. Austria is on the board. India, Hungary, Albania, Cyprus, Ireland, Lebanon, Latvia, Malawi, Netherlands, Norway, Singapore, and always, always the parts that are unknown. Thank you so much for joining me today. You are helping to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ worldwide. Happy Black Friday, everybody. For obvious reasons, I did not do the podcast yesterday as it was Thanksgiving Black Friday. The only day in which stores can display the same pricing that they had all month and then, uh, you know, mark it up a week before, then cut it back to the same pricing, making you think it's a really good deal today. Who doesn't need a three-piece sea turtle octopus print comforter with matching pillowcases? $3.99. You better get yours. Come on. Get it while supplies last. Knock down an elderly person. I... Listen, it's biblical. You go in there like a woman with the issue of blood and you get some. All right, I need to get right to it today. Uh, you can probably tell how I feel about Black Friday. I'm here with you today. Get out of here before Michelle notices that I'm gone from my duties and uh, comes looking for me. We are in a new series I just started last week titled, and I think we went with, uh, I think I'm settling on this particular uh, title, in, uh, in His Presence. I think that's the title I've settled upon. And so today, uh, just follow me. I, I want to talk to you about music today, musical instruments. I know this sounds a little bit different, but here we go. I'm not sure most of us have really ever taken time to realize just how big of a part that music plays in our lives, recreationally and even in our walk with God. Now, the Bible really does paint a picture that worship or music plays a very, very big role in your life. And I know it can sometimes seem uh, maybe not as important if you are one who doesn't play an instrument or if you can't sing particularly well, then this can seem like it's not all that important in your life. But music really is a major part of the message. So today I want to start with this, and I'm going to ask you just a few questions today. Why did Satan fall? I think most of us know that Satan is an angel. He's a fallen angel, and he fell from heaven, took a third of the angels with him. But why did he fall? If, if we were to use one word to describe why he fell, we might say, well, you know, he fell because of pride. Well, yeah, sure, but actually, if we were to get specific, it's worship. Let's look at it. Isaiah 14 and verse 12, how you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how you were cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. Now we're about to see the five I wills of Satan. I will. The five things he said in his heart that caused him to fall from heaven. And all five have to do with being lifted up or exalted, worshipped. 
We're in Isaiah 14 and verse 13. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. Well, he's already in heaven. But what he's talking about is going above or higher. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the highest part of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. This is all about being high and lifted up above. I will be like the most high. Notice the word that he used to describe God. He, he said, I will be like the most high, not most holy, most loving, most high. Now notice God's response to him, yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. Satan wanted to be lifted up. He wanted to be exalted. He wanted to be worshiped. He wanted to be God. He wanted people to honor him. Now, you maybe have heard that we were all born with a Adamic nature, meaning Adam, like Adam. Well, we were born with that, but Adam wasn't the original sinner, but rather Satan was. And so I, I know we don't like this, but really, uh, if we were to just cut to it, we were born with a, a satanic nature. I know, that's rough. Don't, don't bail on me yet. Listen, a nature that wants to be lifted up and exalted. And we want people to talk about us and, and compliment us. And, you know, it's, it's the old nature. So a quick question to prove my point. Who's the first person you look for in a group picture? You. And if you don't look good, if you don't like what you look like in a group picture, the whole picture is bad. Don't post that. I don't look good. Why did you take that picture? Can't you see what I look like in there? It's a bad picture. Satan, uh, he wants the conversation to turn to himself. But Jesus always turned it back to the Father. Jesus, we love your miracles that you're doing. No, 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 it's the Father in me. He does the work. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Well, but you know what? Your teachings, Jesus, gosh, they're so amazing. I don't say anything unless the Father says it first. Yeah, but the works that you're doing, they're amazing. I don't do except for what I see the Father doing. He would always turn that attention. And so the more that we want to be like Christ, well, then we need to start turning the focus, the attention away from us and off of us and what we did and what we can do and onto what it is that the Father is doing. So Satan's plan has been and is and will be to steal worship from God. Matter of fact, he is so deceived that he even tried to get Jesus to worship him in one point. You remember that? In Matthew 4, 8 and 9, and again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. I mean, come on, how deceived do you have to be? But notice the wording if you will fall down and worship me. He didn't say just worship me, fall down. See, worship is always expressive. He didn't say, well, if you'd just worship me. No, he said, if you would fall down. The reason worship is always expressive is because worship is love. And love is to be expressed. You have to express it. So I bring this up for you to do a check because I see people every week, they come to church who refuse to express their worship, and he just stand there. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not a very expressive person. I mean, really, because when you're talking about that uh, fish that you caught, you were very expressive. <laughs> when you talked about the deer that you just killed, I mean, wow, oh my gosh, you know, just like I was there with you. I mean, that purse that you bought on sale, that game that you watched on television, seems like you're really kind of an expressive person, though. 
listen, people are watching us. Our families are watching us. They need to see that we can express love. Satan fell because he wanted to be worshipped. Next question, who created instruments or music? Well, Satan didn't, so we know God did. He created them. Back to Isaiah 14, verse 11, your pomp is brought down to Sheol, and the sound of your stringed instruments, the maggot is spread under you and worms cover you. The sound of your stringed instruments. Ezekiel 28 and verse 12, Son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, you were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. This isn't talking about the king as he didn't live until some, what, 3,400 years after the Garden of Eden. He wasn't in Eden, but rather Lucifer before the fall. Ezekiel 28, 13, you were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The sardius, the topaz, the diamond, the barrel, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the turquoise, the emerald with gold, the workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day that you were created. Ezekiel 28, 14, you were the anointed cherub who covers an anointed angel. One of the big three, right? We have Michael, Gabriel, Lucifer, archangels in heaven at that time. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. Verse 15, you were perfect in your ways from the day you were created until iniquity was found in you. Verse 16, by the abundance of your trading, I'll talk about that, you became filled with violence within and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God and I destroyed you. Oh, covering cherub from the midst of the fiery stones. This is all talking about Lucifer. And the reason that you were kicked out is because of trading. Let me try to explain it. Uh, let's say I owned a, a men's clothing store, okay? And Pastor Nathan worked for me in my men's clothing store. So you come in to buy a suit and you find one, you get fitted for the suit and he says, okay, that's $300. And so Nathan takes that and he puts $100 in his pocket and 200 in the register. That's what this word trading or merchandising means in Hebrew. It means that you're not the owner of the store here. And that money, it doesn't rightfully belong to you, but rather the owner. But you reached out and you just had to take some of it for yourself though, didn't you? This is exactly what Satan did as he was the worship leader in heaven. And the worship was simply supposed to pass through his hands to get to the father. But no, he started taking some of it for himself. And it's a cosmic violation and immediately he was kicked out of heaven. God is the only one that is worthy to be praised. He was the worship leader, as we see, was created with instruments built into his very being. Three archangels, Michael, Gabriel, Lucifer. The three pillars that the church is built upon. The word, prayer, and worship. Look at this. This is, this is what I am so trying to get people here to understand that every time we come together, there should be word, there should be prayer, there should be worship. It's all so important. And I see the attack of the enemy here uh, has really been on our prayer and our worship. I think we're okay on the word part, but prayer and worship seem to always get attacked here. When we look at the three angels, you look at Michael. Every time you see Michael in scripture, what is he doing? What's he doing? He's answering prayers. Daniel 10, he's, he's there answering Daniel. He rules over prayers. When we see Gabriel, what is he always doing? He's always bringing the word of the Lord, right? He did that with Mary, the mother of Jesus, to Zechariah, the word of the Lord. So Michael over prayer, Gabriel over the word, Lucifer over worship. Used to be. Used to rule, but got kicked out. 
right? What is in Isaiah, the sound of your stringed instruments, Ezekiel 28, 13, the workmanship of your timbrels and the pipes was prepared for you on the day that you were created. So timbrels or tambourine, as we know it, a percussion instrument, pipes means wind instruments, trumpets, flute, things of that nature. Now we, we saw strings. And so we see the wind uh, percussion instruments created and prepared for you on the day that you were created. Now, I'm not sure we know this, but we have all three of these instruments in us as well. All instruments fall into those three classifications, string, wind, percussion. Now, wind, you know, we, we can divide uh, between brass and reed, but either way, you still have to blow through it to make a sound. All of these have strings, wind, percussion. Satan was created with all three of those in him, and you have those as well. You have percussion, right, right? right, as you clap your hands or tap your feet. Strings, you do understand you have vocal cords. They're strings, they're vocal cords. And wind, of course, the breath that you have. Now catch this, Satan was created with instruments, but he fell. And then God created you with instruments. There is more that happens when musical instruments are played and we sing than I think we really know or understand. 1 Chronicles 13 and verse 8, then David and all of Israel played music before God with all of their might, with singing on harps, on stringed instruments, on tambourines, on cymbals, and with trumpets. I mean, this guy knew how to get it down. 2 Chronicles 5, 13, 14. Indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeter and the singers were as one. Let me hit on that for a second. Were as one. This is one of the very few times that you can get most of the people in church in unity all at one time is where we're all singing. You think about that, right? We got words on the screen. You can look out there and most, most everybody is participating, doing the exact same thing at the same time. This is one of the very few times you can get most people in the church in unity all at once is when we're doing this. You think about that and how powerful that unity is, as you know, we all have experienced during worship the very presence of God at times, haven't we? This is why, unity, to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord, and when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of music, and they praised the Lord, saying, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever, that the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud, so that the priest could not continue ministering because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord filled the house. This Old Testament, where once they came together playing instruments, singing that God's presence filled the house to the point they could not even stand to minister. It was too much. You want a service like that? then stop relying on the minister to get you there while you're sitting there half listening, checking your phones, distracted by somebody's kid making noise, your mind on your belly, how hungry you are and how it's too hot, too cold, worship was too loud and so-and-so did this and so-and-so did that and how can they stand over there and look what they're wearing and I got bills and why can't pastor get the presence of God in our service? He's just not very anointed today, is he? He's really not hearing from God today, is he? How about you get in unity in the body of Christ, lift up and magnify and worship in unity in one voice and praise and worship your God and you take the responsibility for your entire road. I'm going to bring the presence of God into this service myself. 
It didn't say anything about the ministers having the responsibility to do it. It is on you. And that's what we all want to see in our services, isn't it? I wouldn't mind stepping aside and allowing Holy Spirit to run right through this place. Please let it be. That's when things get done. But it happens when we worship and praise, coming in one voice. So next, last question. What did God do? Well, probably more than you think. In Genesis 1 and verse 2, we see a kind of a weird verse. I mean, we start out right here in Genesis. It doesn't really seem to go with verse 1 or verse 3. Did you ever think about that? There's lots of theories about this. Uh, one of the more popular theories is called the gap theory. It just doesn't really fit because this is what it says. Genesis 1 and verse 2. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Most theologians believe that this is when God tossed Satan out into the earth. Without form, in the Hebrew means chaos. He brought chaos. Void, of course, means emptiness. And then, of course, we see darkness. The earth was in chaos, filled with emptiness, and covered with darkness. So what did God do? He said, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take care of these three things. First, let there be light. First thing he did was to dispel the darkness. Then he said, hey, let there be light. Let there be a light form, light at day and a light at night. Let's put some stars. Let's put some land and sea. Let's bring form to the earth. Then what about this emptiness? Let's create plants and mountains and hills and valleys and, and, and form and living creatures and, right? and, and the ground and everything started taking form. He took care of the chaos, the emptiness and the darkness. But there was one thing missing. And I, and I really think it was here. And again, guys, just follow me here, okay? As I embellish slightly, okay? But think about this. I really think it's here, right? That Lucifer possibly said, oh, oh good for you, good for you. You got all of this. And yet no one's giving you any praise. No one is even here to see it or appreciate it. Nobody's even giving you any praise. Who's going to do that now? See, I'm out. Who's going to give you honor and glory now? Who's going to be your worship leader now, almighty one? And I bet you I could just see God doing it. He's, and Satan's sitting there like, huh, huh? And, I, and God just simply reached down and grabbed a handful of dirt and squeezed it and went and breathed into it and said, that, that is my worship leader from now on. And by the way, that is going to crush your skull. Only one issue. Satan showed up to the new worship leaders who had instruments in them, and he said the exact same thing to them that caused him to fall. He said, you can be just like God. Remember what he said in Isaiah 14? I'm gonna be like the most high. Adam and Eve bought the lie and chaos, emptiness, and darkness came back into the world. But 2,000 plus years ago, God said again, let there be light. And he sent his son into the world as the light of the world. And we know when Jesus was going to depart, he said what? He said, now you are the light of the world, born and created in God's very image. 
God created with instruments to worship and praise the Lord. And I'm telling you today, when you use your instruments, the glory of the Lord will fill the house. You want to live in the presence? And you create the atmosphere for the glory of God. And you can do so by what? Using the tools, the instruments that God has given to you. That's all the time I have for today's podcast. Thank you for joining me on the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Until next time, I'm going to be singing those praises as I attempt the ridiculous and achieve the miraculous. Yeah.